Welcome to episode five. My name is Daryl, and man, I'm ready for today. I think I let you guys down last week, but I'm ready today. So let's get straight into it. Apple pie. As American as apple pie. We've all heard the saying. As American as apple pie. The best way people can describe it. And the funniest thing about that is apple pie is not American in the least. It's from Europe. It, It was like cultivated by Europeans and then the Dutch are the ones who put, well, Dutch are Europeans too, but they put the crust over the pie. So it's not American. It's European. And America isn't European. It's just conquered by Europeans. But that got me thinking, you know what else is super American that nobody wants to talk about or give credit for? Hip-hop. Hip-hop is the most American thing ever. Why? Because hip-hop does everything that Americans have done. It is everything that Americans have done. Pilgrims came over here. They had no idea what was going on. They came on a ship. They got off the ship. They couldn't cultivate anything. They spent almost two winters on that ship until Squanto came, and he helped them cultivate and plant seeds and corn to show them how to survive because they wouldn't survive another winter on that ship. And then so goes the story of how the wonderful pilgrims, you know, started to form America. Hip-hop began in the Bronx. Hip-hop was a mixture of everything needed at the moment to become something that I don't even believe the original creators of hip-hop knew it would be. We, we took from other, excuse me, other musical genres to create a musical genre. We pulled break beats and mixed them and MCs and DJs formed what would soon become hip-hop, what was hip-hop. We just, we kind of stole in a way from other, from other people. It's not American. I don't know what is. But lately you'll see a trend, or actually for, since its inception, you see this thing that America doesn't want to accept its true identity. America doesn't want to accept that what America is is a country built on the backs of other people. America doesn't want to accept the fact that it is a country built on the backs of slaves on the blood of natives. And they don't want to accept that. They rather sit and say, as American as apple pie. Because it seems so innocent, as if America never had a problem or never was a problem to anybody. It's always just been this sweet, beautiful, innocent, savory pie. But it hasn't been. Hip-hop hasn't been. Hip-hop began as a very innocent venture. Something to show for us. Something to be for the community within the Bronx and within, later on, other boroughs throughout New York. And then it became something that nobody could control and nobody could understand because it had become so large. Hip-hop has transformed into something that will never end and, in my opinion, will be forever the biggest and the greatest genre to have ever existed. And they'll never get the credit that it deserves. 
just like America. America sits and says it's great, says it's amazing. We say that it's the greatest country ever, but a lot of people truly don't believe that. They think this is a land of just, you know, a bunch of idiots that run around in circles and uh, all dress like people from L.A. But that's not true. And I understand, I understand, I know, yes, America does get its credit to a degree. Yes, of course. People come here all the time because they want to be a part of it. Just like hip-hop. People come from other cultures and other genres just to take a piece of hip-hop. We have people like Post Malone who were not making hip-hop previously, but they saw an opportunity. So they went and built their career off the back of hip-hop. Post Malone sat and made White Iverson and all of his other little goofy songs that are hip-hop, that are rap. And then he went and said, ah, and I'm paraphrasing here, but ah, I don't listen to rap like that. It has no substance. While he was adding absolutely no substance to the genre. But that is being a culture vulture. But that's also exactly hip-hop. How? (laughs) Because once again, hip-hop was taken from other genres. Hip-hop was, yet again, a not anything itself until it created something out out of something else. But that is American. Because everything we do in America is, most of the time, just creating from something that's already been created. In America, it's called innovation. In America, it's called uh, being an entrepreneur. When you take something that's already there, but you just tweak it a little bit to make it to your own. I mean, Taco John's, well, not Taco John's, Taco Bell. The creator of Taco Bell went to a Mexican restaurant, and he saw tacos, and he thought, wow, these are good. How can I sell these to Americans? This is a real story. And then he saw the tacos and he thought, what if I made them hard? And I, of course, changed the recipe around. People would buy this. Because he knew that people wouldn't buy soft shell tacos right off the bat. They wouldn't be able to buy completely authentic Mexican food. And then, boom, we have one of the biggest American entrepreneurs, innovators ever. That's innovation. And innovation is American. But hip-hop will never get its credit. Hip-hop is always told and always called, you know, what did uh, Shapiro call it? He said it, it wasn't a real genre of music. It isn't real music. It, doesn't, it isn't real music because it lacks um, the, the certain aspects of it. What, what did he say? Uh, rhythm, melody, harmony, whatever he said. Don't listen to Ben Shapiro. He's an idiot. Hip-hop's built on all of those things. Hip-hop is built on every one of those things. In every hip-hop song, I hear harmony, I hear melody, I hear rhythm. But that's, that's what's going to always be the case. People are always going to look at it as if it shouldn't be here, as if it just snaked its way in, that it was built on everything else, so how in the world could it become its own entity? 
Everyone has doubted hip-hop for so long. Everyone has doubted. They said, oh, it's going to die. Rap is going to die. Hip-hop is going to die. They said it in the 80s. It didn't happen. They said it in the 90s. It just got bigger. They said it in the 2000s, and it was huge. They said it now, and guess what? It's the largest genre ever. You have trap claps. You know that that you hear in clap and trap beats? That's in country songs now. Country songs are stealing. Country, the genre, is taking from hip-hop. They're stealing from rap. It's not really stealing. Once again, in America, we call it innovation. You know, I just borrowed it for a little bit. I just took it and tweaked it. There's nothing more American than the word innovation. Hip-hop is innovation. It's creation. It's entrepreneurism. It's everything that you are told to do when you are growing up. Become your own person. And in school, they used to always smash that into our heads. Become your own man. Or maybe you should make your own company. Everyone's trying to do it now. I'm trying to do it. Do my podcast. Create my own platform. But we always look at hip-hop and say that, no, that's just black culture. Or no, that's just, you know, that thing that exists. No, hip-hop is American culture. It, it embodies American culture. It took one thing, built off the back of it, and created something new. Then it went on a path of full-on, basically, colonialism of the rest. And I know I'm using words here that don't quite have the exact meaning, but you get where I'm going. Then it went on this path of just conquering everything going all the way to Europe, going all the way to Asia, making everyone fans of hip-hop, going to South America. Everyone makes rap music now. Everyone makes hip-hop adjacent music now. Because it's cool. Because it's American. Because it went on a path of what basically could be considered manifest destiny. The one major goal of hip-hop soon became in the late 90s to dominate everything, to be everywhere at all times. You know what America did? We went out to the western states and we said, we're going to take all of that. That's ours now. Manifest destiny. We sat and we made sure that everybody in the entire world knew what America was. We insert ourselves in situations that we do not belong in to make sure that everyone knows who we are. But then we have the audacity to say that hip-hop is just a black thing or hip-hop isn't American or people just all around disregard it. They thought it would go away. In the 80s, they thought it would go away. In the 90s, they thought it would go away. It's never going to leave. In my opinion, hip-hop will probably never die because it's a genre that keeps on evolving. But that's, that's exactly what America is, though. Everyone thought this is a failed experiment. The British said, no, you, you're going to fail. Even though you beat us, you're going to fail. You'll be back. But America didn't come back. We're still here. We're still kicking. 
We got Thanksgiving coming up tomorrow. So, yes, I record on Wednesdays if you did not already know that. And that's what this topic comes from. Like I said, I was thinking about just that little saying, American pie. Apple As American as apple pie. It's as American as hip-hop. Tomorrow when you're eating your Thanksgiving dinner, when you're with your family, and you inevitably play some music with your family, what songs are going to be played? Probably something that's hip-hop adjacent, at least. Every single day in the news, what do you see? Something that's hip-hop adjacent, at least. And as we go on and proceed throughout this, you know, year and these coming years, hip-hop is just going to get bigger. It's just going to grow into something even more beautiful than it already is. The question is, when is American culture going to, America going to accept that you, America, are a mirror of hip-hop? Hip-hop is a mirror of you. The state of hip-hop tells you exactly what the state of America is. When hip-hop is angry, America is angry. When hip-hop is sad, America is sad. When hip-hop is empowering and powerful and happy, you know what America is. Because the black voice has always been the voice that will tell you what the real situation here is. And now the black voice has been embodied in the hip-hop voice. Which at the end of the day, as much as it is interesting to me that black people are considered African-American and white people are just considered white, it makes sense also. Why? Because black people are African-American. We get the term American, which I used to take offensively, the fact that I feel like I'm a subclass because I'm African-American. But, nah, it's not like that. It's more of, I've been told to accept that I'm supposed to, that I'm here. And you've been told that you come from something better. But that's, that's not, that's for a different conversation. I'll get into that another day. But back to the hip-hop thing. It's as if people want to sit and deny the greatness that you can accept as an American citizen, that you have yet another example of American innovation. And it, it, it would never make sense to me. I, I don't understand it because America wants to accept everything in this world, everything else that is considered entrepreneurism in America is accepted and loved and called for what it is, except for hip-hop. But once again, like I said, it, it, it is as American as apple pie. It is American unlike apple pie. But there's roots to the tree that it comes from. See, the problem and the reason that America won't accept that hip-hop is actually the apple pie that it seeks to have is because it doesn't come from the source that it wants it to come from. It comes from a source that, quite frankly, America's never been quite comfortable with 
It comes from a source that America was always okay with until that source was no longer free. It comes from a source that America made the choice to abuse and refuse. And that choice is black bodies, black and brown bodies. The real reason America as a whole will always have this disdain, will always have a way to disrespect, disown, disavow (laughs) hip-hop culture is because of where it comes from. And that's understandable, I guess. I mean, if I couldn't accept who I was and accept where I came from or what birthed me, I would deny anything that came from me also. But that's got to change. At some point, the question rises. If hip-hop culture is never accepted, never given proper credit, When will we, when will we be given the proper credit, respected, and accepted? And this is not a personal attack upon anybody. This is not a condemnation of anyone in particular. But think about it. America has denied America has done everything to, (laughs) what's that quote? Hip-hop is more, has done more damage to the black community than than police brutality, whatever that is. Whatever that dumb quote, I don't even want to quote it directly. I, I don't understand that one. It's given voices to the voiceless. It's given power to the powerless. The only part that hasn't been fixed is the fact that it's not owned by those who created cultivated and imagined the beautiful thing that I refer to as rap and hip-hop and you refer to as rap and hip-hop. In the 20 year in the year of 2019 I've never seen more times that people have tried to disconnect hip-hop but take credit from it. Uh, what who who did I see? I can't remember the artist, but I've seen so many times a song sound like a rap song, sound like a hip-hop song, but they put it as pop. No, pop is, hip-hop is not pop. Pop is hip-hop. Pop, popular culture, pop music, popular music, that, that is hip-hop. Hip-hop is not pop. Pop is hip-hop. It grew roots from what hip-hop is. But if hip-hop culture is American culture, If American culture is hip-hop culture, it really, once again, it makes sense. Because Americans, we don't even accept of what we do. America is a fear-mongering, war-mongering country. Yet, we (laughs) go to other countries set out to, to, to bring peace. And this beautiful thing called democracy. 
under the guise that it's good. It's like a sinful person going to a church, talking to the father in confession and saying, please help me, and then walking out the door and shooting someone. You're only doing it because you think it's part of the game. You're only doing it because you think it's part of the... <laughs> I don't have a word for it. You think it's part of the... the, the Whatever, I don't have a word for it. You're just doing it because you think it's needed. But you don't actually care for it. So the next time somebody tells you or says that silly saying of as American as apple pie, remind them that one, the Dutch cultivated, not cultivated, but created pie, American pie at least, in the form that it is today with the pat, with the pastry lattice across the top. But also remind them that we have something else way better than American pie. Something else worth millions of billions of dollars. And it's called hip-hop. And it was built here in America. And it was built here in America as America was built. Remind them of that. So, before I finish and go through everything else, we're going to go ahead and play a little bit of music. I'm actually going to grab some water, to be quite honest with you. I'm thirsty. So, here goes Achilles by Lucian Parker. He's an amazing artist, and the song is just as great. In a bundle down behind the apartments. Love for all my niggas, don't you end up a target? Anything we gotta do to get to the forest. So my niggas can't cross, they gon' end up with warrants. Every day it's really about the cheese, nigga. These niggas flexing, borrow money, we'll read niggas. I need half a bit of fun before you see niggas. Glad to see you finally came around when I don't need niggas. I'm up for the fifth, I'm feeling fine. Pussy so good, might tell it all to you. Well, I'm giving it all to you. You say you hold my secrets. I can show up my Achilles. I just made eight bands in a minute, put that on the books. I'm running circles around your favorite rapper, keep me overlooked. You should know we politicking for checks. I put them blue faces up in a second, my niggas the rest. If it's between me and you, my nigga, you'll lose your life. Don't gotta be me, my niggas got 40s in a row. They shut the door on a nigga, no stressing, cause I'ma get mine. I'm up for the fifth, I'm feeling fine. Pussy so good, might tell it all to you. Well, I'm giving it all to you. You say you want my secrets, I can show them my Achilles. Hey, I gotta believe we'll get better than this I must have forgot that I was that nigga for a second Must have been tripping for a second I'm feeling naked up in the hood I'ma go call me a Smith and Wesson There's no disrespect to these niggas I get the best of these niggas I'm playing chess with these niggas 
I go to sleep, I get two M's. I'm off the drink, I need two friends. These niggas kill each other over petty change. I'm just giving my two cents. If it's between me and you, my nigga, you'll lose your life. Don't gotta be me, my niggas got 40s in a ride. They shut the door on a nigga, no stressing, cause I'ma get mine. I'm off with a fifth, I'm feeling fine. Pussy so good, might tell it all to you. Well, I'm giving it all to you. You say you want my secrets. I can show up my Achilles. Off with a fifth, I'm feeling fine. Pussy so good, might tell it all to you. While I'm giving it all. Show weakness, niggas check you for anything. You was never my weakness, you was always my biggest strength. I go to war over family, nigga, we up in the end. You gon' regret it, you passed me, yeah, yeah. Once again, that was Achilles by Lucian Parker. Pretty dope artist. He's got some good music. And that one, that is my second favorite song, actually, by him. All right, so let's go ahead and get right back to it. Hip-hop, American culture, you know what it is. But just to sidetrack here, because I want to get a little off-topic on this. The word culture vulture is thrown around a lot. And sometimes it's correct, and sometimes it's incorrect. But a lot of the time, I feel as if people just want to blame white rappers. And, okay, I get it. Vanilla Ice was a thing, right? I get it. Ice Ice Baby. Marky Mark was a thing. (laughs) Mark Wahlberg. But... In my opinion, I think the easiest way to be a culture vulture is to be brown and black. Because here's my definition of a culture vulture. Somebody who is not a part of the culture, and I'll explain that in a second. Somebody who is not a part of the culture, has nothing to offer to the culture, and does not care for the culture. Now, to be a part of the culture, I guess that's a little bit harder to describe. But... What I would consider to be a part of the culture is growing up listening to hip-hop music. Growing up wanting to be more than just a casual fan, but wanting to learn and understand hip-hop. Because me, I'm a hip-hop nerd. I love hip-hop. I try to dig back and find new new old artists, as I like as I like to put it, all the time. Dungeon Dwellers is one of my favorite, one of my favorite groups. A lot of people don't know who that is. And I'm one of the people that prefers Outkast before Outkast goes poppy. I love Outkast, period. But, but so so just to not to like try to act as if I'm a hip hop historian or anything, but just to give a little background on what I consider uh, being a part of the culture, wanting to learn, 
being able to learn, being more than just a casual fan who knows what Drake, Kendrick, and J. Cole sound like. So, back to it, it's much easier to be a culture vulture as a black person. If you come into hip-hop and you are only looking for money, which most people are now, you're a culture vulture. You're just looking for cash. And I like it. I I, I don't like it. I, I get it. I get it. I know that it's become something that we can, you know, give us a instant infusion of cash. But you're not for the culture. You don't want to add to it. You don't want to create more for it. You just want the money or the fame or all the other accolades that come with it. So, yes, you can be white. I get it. I I am one that will tell until the day I die. Um, Pose Malone is a culture vulture. He basically outed himself when he said that he didn't want you know, he didn't listen to hip-hop. He'd rather listen to Bob Dylan and cry. I mean, when he cries, he'd rather listen to Bob Dylan because it has substance. You can't say that, man, when you ain't making nothing with substance. On top of that, your music is empty. And now you've tried to sneak your way into making whatever the hell you want to call it now and do whatever you want to do with your little things. And I'm not saying you can't listen to Pop um, to Post Malone. I'm just telling you he's a culture vulture. He's exactly what he is. He basically admitted it. Whatever. Anyway, hip-hop culture and American culture are the exact same thing. I'm going to finish this up real quick, just this topic. And I didn't just say that to make it cool and make it all, ooh, you know, uh, (laughs) make it shock value. It's true. Hip-hop not only was created by Americans, but hip-hop actually is a mirror of America. It does and has done everything that America has done. And there is not a single thing in the world that can and that can change my mind about that. But it will never ever be given the correct respect it's supposed to be given because exactly who it is made by. So to summarize, it's not American pie, it's not apple pie, it's American, it's hip-hop that's American. And America will never be comfortable with its culture because America has never been comfortable with itself. So, Let's get on to a little more lighthearted things here real quick. I'm trying something a little new. I want this podcast to be the greatest that it can be, and I realize that I've held myself back, and for that I apologize to all of you because you have listened and paid attention while I've been working and figuring this thing out. So, with that being said, let's get into some talk about tech. Technology is one of my favorite things ever. I work in IT. I love IT. I remember when I was in, I think, senior year, I no, maybe it was whatever year, when the when the Nexus 4 came out, I sat and I waited to pre-order, that, to order that thing. The moment it dropped, I got in trouble with my teacher. Some of my friends remember that. It was the greatest thing ever. I love technology. But technology has hit this point right now where it has become very, mm, I would say it's at a standstill. Mobile technology, that is, to be exact. It's at a standstill. We're doing silly stuff like getting rid of fingerprint scanners to add in Face ID, which, I mean, I guess, whatever, that's cool. And then we're adding on to things, excuse me, 
We're adding on to things that aren't needed. Like instead of just leaving a bezel, let's go ahead and put this little hole on your screen. And it just shows that at this point, phones, mobile technology has become a commodity. It's a commodity because there's not really much to differentiate everything. And they're trying to keep it from becoming a commodity because they have to keep making their money. And I've been trying to figure out since 2014, probably 2015, 2014, how in the world they keep selling new phones the same way I want someone to explain to me how they keep selling new cars. What are y'all doing? What, I, I mean, I know Americans drive a lot, but how in the world do they sell millions of 2019s and then millions of 2020s and then millions? <laughs> it's crazy out here. But back to the tech, tech talk here. This all came to my head when I saw that new Razer. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but Motorola made a new Razer phone. You know, the Razer you had in middle school or high school or wherever you had it. You know, the flip phone. They made that into a touchscreen. And I'm not going to lie to you. It's pretty cool. I kind of want it. But they're banking on nostalgia. And they did it correctly, but... Quite frankly, nostalgia sucks. I have had Disney Plus for probably since the day after it dropped. And um, I've gone back in and I've watched a few shows. And I'm not really feeling them the same way. I mean, except for Lilo and Stitch. I like Lilo and Stitch. You guys know that. But I'm not really feeling them the same way. I'm not really feeling them the way that I did before. Like, I'm finding, like, flaws in them. Like, even Stevens. I love even Stevens. But that show is just full-on obnoxious. And it's because nostalgia sucks. Nostalgia is this thing where you think what you saw as a child is what it will be presented to you as, as an adult. Now, not all nostalgia sucks, but a lot of it does. Because... When you go back and you think about that big museum you went to as a child, right? If you go to it now, you'll be like, this museum is, is, is tiny and there's barely anything here. I remember when I was a kid going to the Children's Museum um, in La Crosse in Wisconsin. And I remember thinking that that was like the biggest place ever. And I went there as an adult, and I thought, wow, this is tiny. This is, this is so small. And obviously, that's because I'm a, a taller adult now. But it doesn't only stand that your child point of view is because of your height. Your child point of view is because of your views of the world. Some things actually just were not great to begin with. Like, you ever heard that thing of never meet your favorite celebrity? Because they, they won't be who you want them to be. They won't be who you've pumped them up to be in your head. Same thing's true. Don't meet. Don't go back and do something that you are not completely 100% certain that you loved that way when you were a child. Because you might not love it anymore. Because nostalgia is at, is at the end of the day just a 
a thing to bank on, but not to promise on. So as we go through 2019 and finish it up here, and in 2020, I promise you, there will be even more Disney um, remakes. There will be even more remakes of movies that we loved. Hell, we might even get a Mask remake, which I promise you, it's not going to be what you want it to be. Just remember, it isn't that it's a bad movie or it's a bad show or it's a bad game. It's that as a child, you saw it one way, and as an adult, you see all of the flaws. And that's the issue. So it might suck, but it might also just be the fact that it always sucked. So don't try to act like it didn't suck before. I'm going to go ahead and head out here, but before I go, I just want to tell you guys, thank you for listening again. Once again, I know I let you guys down on the last podcast, but I'm back. I'm here. I'm with it. I'm new, and I've got something even better. Also, to end things off from now on, I'm going to go ahead and do something a little different. I brought up before flips, you know, the the Lizzo thing where she flipped it and said the men you know, were against her. Well, the flip of this week is Omarion and Lil Fizz. And if you guys remember B2K, you'll know what I'm talking about. Omarion's baby mama was messing with Lil Fizz. Marion had the ice box in his heart, so he didn't care. But then he said he was going on a Millennium Tour with B2K, and now he flipped it. He ain't going with them. He's kidding. He don't need y'all. He's going right back to the drawing board and taking the Millennium Tour with Soldier Boy. <laughs> and he's about to rock it out. So shout out to Omarion for going ahead and taking a crappy situation, putting a little publicity into it, and pumping up your tour because that's that's a work of art. Top five. All right. So remember, mental health is, in, is, is as important as physical health. What are your melanin? And I'll talk to you guys next week. That's the end of the podcast. Have a good day. Bye.